Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect Podcast, episode 65. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within this Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. So Rick and myself are the hosts of the Cardano Effect podcast today. So we have a very fun episode awaiting everyone that's in the chat today. This is our weekly live stream. If you're not familiar with this series, we go over the weekly events that happen within the Cardano ecosystem. This is also a chance for us to interact with the viewers and listeners of the Cardano Effect podcast. So if you have questions, we do interact with the chat. You can follow along with uh, the Reddit post if you go to Reddit go to the Cardano subreddit, and then filter by top for the week. So we're going to be hitting a lot of those posts. And we're also going to be talking about some of the milestones that we hit this week and what we can expect for next week. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. If you're not subscribed to the Cardano Effect podcast currently, please consider subscribing. It really helps us out. We just hit a very special milestone. So we hit the 6,000 subscriber mark, which is just staggering. Rick and I started this podcast a little bit over a year ago, and we didn't expect to hit 6,000 subscribers, especially so quickly. So we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every week or tuning in to certain episodes and really showing your support. We take positive and negative feedback in stride, and we look to improve the quality of our podcast week in and week out. So without further ado, let's get started. I want to remind everyone that none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor. And if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. So with that being said, Rick, happy Sunday. What's going on? What's happening? Hey, Philippe, there's a lot going on this week in Cardano. I'd like to give a shout out to IOHK for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you very much, IOHK. And I would also like to point out to any new viewers that we are available on all audio streaming platforms. We just picked up TuneIn last week and Stitcher. So massive, massive numbers. We're on the top 10. All the top 10 plus more. We're on almost 70 different apps uh, that I can see in our stats board. I can see which apps have connected to all of our streams. Check us out on any of your favorite audio apps if you're working out or driving in your car. Now, another huge shout out to IOHK and the Cardano Foundation Emergo for the massive amount of work they have been doing because the Jormungandr launched on Friday. So it's up, running, release 0.8.2 is out there. The pool operators have been working like crazy. I got in late Friday night and checked my telegram. And it, there was over a thousand messages in a matter of uh, maybe five or six hours or less than that in Telegram. And there are currently, let me check. I'm going to go to pool tools. I'm going to do a screen share on this. There are currently a very large number of pools. I think it was 136 last time I checked. And we are at 214. 214. That's, that's staggering. 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 And I know there are a lot of pools waiting in the, in the queue as well, so it's it's only about to increase. Yes, it is. And you know, I I really have to thank Sam and Priyank and Merrick. Whenever I did set up Samuel Leathers at IOHK, he was on one of our previous podcasts. He's one of the engineers over there, and uh, because I would not have been able to set my pool up yet, and there's still a lot of operators in the queue, so there's a lot more pools to come, a lot more to come. Because, you know, when I was setting it up, there's a new feature and I had some difficulty with it. 
And as I ran into roadblocks, I asked them for help and I was able to get through it. Took a while, but it certainly required some help. So thanks to everyone out there for doing that. Anyone else who's still setting up a pool, I encourage you to be patient. It takes time. And uh, I'm going to, Philippe, if it's all right, I'll give, I'm going to give people my observations and then we will, uh, we can go into the screen share on some of the cool stuff. Yes. Sounds good. On the, on the, on the pool tools.io, I drop a link in chat. So if you scroll up in chat and you see the pool tools.io webpage, go ahead and click on that. You can open up that webpage. We will be talking about that feature and we'll be talking about stake pool tickers as well. So here, here's my recommendation to anybody who is still working on building a pool, please be patient. Uh, the the super ultra experts, there's only so many of them, and I've seen them active in Telegram relentlessly. And at some point, they just burn out and they got to go to sleep. But they've been working they've been working like crazy for the last several days. Um, so here's my here's my recommendations. Like I, I ran into problems, and I'm also s- seeing a bug occur on Jormungandr on release zero eight two. I've posted that in GitHub and. So I want you, I want to take you through a little bit of a timeline. Early in October, or even well in September, late September, early October, there was release zero five zero zero five one two three four. When it, the new release comes out, a new technology is released. When a new technology is introduced, there are either bugs or not necessarily bugs, but minor defects or parameters that need to be tweaked. All right, so zero five zero came out in late September, early early October. And then we went zero five, one, two, three, four, five, and it worked out all the bugs as it went from zero to one, two, three, four, five. Then 0.6.0 was released somewhere around mid-October with the major change going from five to six, there were new technologies introduced and there were breaking changes introduced. There were also bugs introduced. So we went from zero six zero one, two, three, four, five, and the bugs got worked out over time. Then 070 came out, and 070 is really solid, surprisingly. It was amazingly solid. I think one of the one of the beta test nets is still running on 070, but a new technology was introduced. Then it went 071245, and the bugs got worked out. Now on 080, 080 came out about three weeks ago. 080RC1. And then we went RC one, two, three, four, five, all the way to RC eleven before it went to the zero eight zero baseline. And during all of those RCs, bugs were worked out. Okay. That's how it works. So you see how that went. Zero five zero one two three four five worked out the bugs. Zero six zero one two three four five worked out the bugs, and so on. So we're still on an early release of zero dot eight dot two. There's gonna be bugs. It's gonna happen. Or parameters or defects that have to be compensated for. So it's a cycle. It goes through a cycle. repeats itself. So please be patient. That's all I'm asking. That's why I kind of reviewed the history here. I do this at work too. So, I mean, I I do testing. My primary work is I'm a trainer. I I teach people how to use new and advanced software systems. But um, I've seen the same thing. For example, this is just a non-proprietary example, okay? In 2009, after I had retired from the military, uh, I started working where, where I'm work, working in the field that I'm working in now. And in 2009, a baseline was released of the software system, and uh, in there was one particular defect. There was a certain feature, a parameter that wasn't working as expected when it was deployed in the real world. And then it was fixed in 2009. 2010, it was fixed. Then a new baseline infrastructure was released in 2015 and the problem showed up again. 
in 2016 was fixed. Then a new baseline was introduced in early 2019 and the bug showed up again. And then that's why that's why I was driving back down, you know, driving 300 miles on Thursday and Friday was, you know, to check it out. And so, okay, what's going on with this? Okay. This is a bug we've seen before. We know how to fix it. Okay. It happens. That's just how software works. The engineers fix something over here in this module. And we, we would like layers to work fine where you can layer the software. And just because you change one layer, it doesn't break the other layer. Well, it doesn't always work that way. Okay. (laughs) So there was, you know, a parameter change somewhere and it broke somewhere else that happens. You know, you, you, I wish it wouldn't. The idea is that it doesn't, but in reality, it does. So just be patient, pool operators and everybody out there. I anticipate the Daedalus wallet for users will come out. I anticipate Monday or Tuesday. I don't know if you've heard differently. I don't see any reason why it would not be because there are so many successful pools up and running online that are having zero issues or at least not seeing anything yet. But if parameters do change, just be prepared for it. If a, a release comes out where something has to be changed, it's a test net. We are testing it. And uh, it could cause problems to occur, and then people will get frustrated, and then the problems will be fixed, and then people will be happy. So uh, I just – are you okay with that? I just had to lay out that timeline. I didn't mean to get on a soapbox. I just wanted to no. give two parallel examples, which are the exact same thing. No, I think that was a great anecdote, and uh, I do expect it to be released either Monday or Tuesday. That's what I've been hearing as well. So, Yeah. And in, in my observations, I mean, I've been hearing, there's what you hear and there's what you observe. And in yes. my observations, I'm okay with Tuesday. I think Monday or Tuesday will be fine. Yes. Yes. I agree. I don't see any showstoppers. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I think we're good. All right. So I hope the viewers like that. Please leave me some feedback if I went on a little too long, but I just want to make sure people are mentally prepared for, you know, what you might be faced with, you might have to, you know, you're going to have to update your wallet a couple of times during the period of the test net. You're going to have to redo stuff. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. The, the word is, the key word is flexibility. We're all going to have to be flexible, stake pool operators and delegators. So if there's, there are changes that need to be implemented and you have to download a new version or you have to download an update, you're going to have to be attentive and make sure you do that. But you can always tune into the Cardano effect you can always tune into our personal channels and we'll let you know exactly what's going on as well as make sure that you are subscribed to the IOHK Twitter, the Emergo Twitter, and the Cardano Foundation Twitter. Get in some of the official Telegram groups as well and you'll be up to date with all the information. And I do see some comments in chat. I went over to check there real quick. I'm going to do a screen share shortly uh, that pe- people would say they, they would like to uh, step-by-step on the video. It's too early. I can't do a step-by-step yet. Me personally, I'm not proficient enough to do a step-by-step video on installing, plus it's changing. So it changed. The video might be valid for a couple of days, and then a change comes along, and the video might be only 99% accurate. The problem with the 99% video, software doesn't like 99%. It has to be 100%. So it's still too yes. early. Sorry about that, but that, it just is. Someone asked me, Rich, can you, uh, Rick, can you touch your toes? Yeah, I can touch my toes. I just, there, I just touched them. This guy is asking you, can you touch your toes? And then he says that he wants to challenge you to a jujitsu match. 
<laughs> yeah. So no, I'm not Charles Hoskinson. N- never fight anybody you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> never fight anybody you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know jujitsu, but there yeah. are a couple other things that I am good at. And, uh, <laughs> you don't want to challenge me in those fields. So never challenge someone you don't know. I agree with that. That's great yeah, advice. We're not going to go advice. that route. We're not going no. the. We're not going that route. Sorry, buddy. No, no, unfortunately. Okay, so um, do you want to start grabbing some Reddit topics, or do you want to do a screen share of pool tools? Uh, let me get the screen share. That's very important. Okay, pooltool.io. Thank you, Philippe, for reminding me. I got off on a tangent there. So this is a great website for anyone to check, delegators yeah. and stake pool operators. Pooltool.io. You got to check this out. Thank you, Mike, the creator of this website. All right, so we're on pooltool.io. Let me show you. Let me show you folks how this how this web page works. You see multiple test nets. The incentivized test net is down here. I don't know if you can see my cursor wiggling. The itn underscore rewards underscore v one. That is the test net web page. Now you see up here. There's beta seven See that zero seven zero. There's still a beta net. There's a zero eight zero rc nine plus one nightly. That's the one I've been running on for the last month for for training purposes. There's a nightly 8.2 and a legacy 8.0. There are five test nets plus the ITN. I mean, four test nets plus the ITN. And I'm going to focus on the ITN one. Now, if if you are new to setting up a pool, if you just recently got excited and decided, you know what? I want to set up a pool. It looks like it's going to work. I suggest that you do the beta 7.0 because it is easier. There are less parameters and there are less mistakes to be made and people are proficient on setting it up. It is less complicated to set up beta 7.0. I consider that like a training grounds. So if you want to do training grounds before you jump into the deep end, you jump into the shallow end over there on beta 7.0, that's where you want to learn how to set up a pool. Then jump over to that nightly RC9 and you'll see that there are the increase in, in features in the system. And make sure you're working good on there. For example, like mine was working great on the 08, the 08 series, everybody, that network was doing well. Then they hopped over to 8.1, 8.2, and the ITNs is running on the 8.2. So I'm going to uh, show you how that works. And so over here, we see 8.2, it has the Epic and Slot. It's on Slot 40,200. It's about to turn over. And I'm going to hit Explore. I'm going to explore this one. When I hit it, it's going to pull the blockchain because the way Mike set this up, He's got a bunch of nodes running. He has to have at least five nodes running to for this website to perform what it's doing. So uh, here's the list. Oh, there's some funny stuff in this list, Philippe. We'll talk about that. We'll hit. We'll hit on that. Like yes, like that. Like the Tezos. <laughs> yeah, the Tezos guys, the Bakers. Oh God. What? Okay. We'll we'll talk about that. Hopefully, it's not a bug on the website, or maybe it's a bug, but I don't know. So anyway, here's the website with all the different names, and people can, if you want to set your pool name. You have to create an account. You got to go up here and set your account. That way people are held accountable. And when they set a name, you have to put in your email and a password. All right. So, and then you can set your pool name tag over there. So I'm going to go back over to explore. And if you want to set up your pool on this explore, uh, let me find a blank one. I, I don't want to shout out um, my pool or any particular pool at this point. So let's say I wanted to set up this pool and I am the owner. I can select this, then scroll way down. And I have to, you have to create an account. That way, if people do something goofy, then they can go in there and sort it out. Then set the pool ID here, and you can configure that pool with the name and the uh, ticker. 
and the, and the URL. So you can put the name in the URL. Anyway, this is a really good pool. So that's just one example. Now for the users of this, I want to show you how this works. You have all these different pools listed on here. You can set your rows per page. I'm going to crank it up to like 50. So I've got 50 rows showing now. And you can see down here, if you can see that there's 216 pools. And if you open the link, you can follow along on your website. And if, if you want to search on these pools, you can go to the search bar and look it up. Okay. For example, that would be Ada North Pole. Let me see. Is Phoenix in there? For example, if I type it right. Yeah. Phoenix is in there. And you got, so you get to different pools. Now the, the users will put the link to their website over here. So you can click on that and go to their website. And if I want to sort by, let's say I want to find a pool at 0%. So I go over here and I find the percent. Oops, I missed it. Someone help me out if I get it wrong. It should be the fee right next to the yeah, fixed right fee. Yeah, right next to the fee. Thank yes. you. Okay. So I click on the fee percent and it sorts it by the 0% pools here. And then you can list them in order of the percent of the fees they charge. And that's what I think would people are going to find useful. And they're going to say, I want to find a pool with a low percent. And they go in there and they can sort it like that. Or you can sort by pool name. You can sort by how many blocks they produced by click, click on the area. Just click, click twice and it will sort in ascending or descending order. Uh, you can check the percent stake, live stake, and you can see these pools like the IOHK pools. All right. Now, let me. So there's a general idea of the website. Hopefully you're all familiar with that. Go in there and play around with it. And thank you, Mike, for creating this website. Incredible work. Great job. And I want you to notice, you see the IOHK pools, you see these two set at 311 million, they have stake, 311 million stake, right? That's the saturation point, mm -hmm. right? So K equals 100, which is how many pools you want. There's 31 billion ADA, TADA, T-A-D-A, TADA, testnet ADA, not theta, which is faucet ADA or fake ADA. This is TADA, testnet ADA. So there's 31 billion Divided by 100 is 311 million. So saturation is 311 million. If I screwed that up, let me know in the chat. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, keep me honest, guys. Make sure if I make, if I make a mistake, please correct me instantaneously in the chat. Okay. So, and, and then they have these other pools. And that's a good thing because this is securing the blockchain. This is making sure the blocks are produced. It is very necessary to take all that stake. And these are called private pools because they have a 100% fee pointing to themselves. Okay. Yes. So if you set up a private pool, that's what you would want to do. Private pool means I'm just doing my own stake, pointing to myself. Other people can point to you, but they won't. But you won't get any rewards. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They won't get any rewards. Yep. Now, there's another interesting thing on here. And and I've, I've heard a few people say it could be a bug. And a few people checked it and said, no, it's not a bug. So uh, let me sort by percent fee again. Okay. So let's bake. All right, let's let's talk about let's bake for a minute here. Not, and <laughs> I, I just got to be honest with the viewers, right? <laughs> let's assume this is not a bug, and you see this number over here that says live stake. That's one point two billion. Okay, if it's true, if they actually applied one point two billion, they screwed up because the saturation is three hundred eleven million. If I had 1.2 billion, you would make four pools at 311 million each. They didn't do that. So obviously, whoever set that up doesn't know what they're doing, I guess. As long as there's, I'm looking at it on my screen, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So if I'm wrong, you know, please feel free to correct me. You can reach me on Telegram at Rick McCracken in Telegram. You're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. So 
that would have been if I set that up. If I had one point two billion, Philippe, I would have made eight pools, each of them at fifty percent saturated. Okay, and that would allow other people to delegate. Now, here's another problem with Let's Bake, and this is legit because this is from their website. Okay, so I'm going to click on their website, and this is very important. The viewers are aware of this because they're advertising zero percent up front, and you can assume that they would stay at zero percent. Now, I clicked on a new web page, and let me know if their web page opens. Okay, is it showing now? Yes. Okay. Now, if you look down the right-hand corner, it says Cardano incentivized testnet. Good news, blah, 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 right? Okay. Now, I'm going to scroll down here to the fees. I did this earlier. hope I don't screw this up. Okay. And I opened up this tab. It said, can you tell me more about your fee structure? Now, this is their fee structure for Tezos. So, I have to assume they're going to do the same thing with Cardano. And you can see at the earlier epochs for Tezos or whatever they call the, their slots, or not epoch slots or whatever, they charge 0%, then 2.5, then 4.9, 7.5, and it goes up to 9.9%. So if they use that business model for Tezos, I have to assume they're going to do the same thing with Cardano. Fair enough? Fair enough. Okay. And if they think that will work on Cardano, they are wrong. It won't work on Cardano. I'm sorry, but Cardano is not Tezos. You can't take a Tezos business model and copy and paste it to Cardano and it works because Cardano was done right. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just calling it like I see it. It's right there on my screen. What ha so what happens if you change your fees like this? On, I'm going to stop the screen share. Are we good? Or yes, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So what happens if you do that on Cardano? What happens if a pool operator is charging zero and they up the fees to 1%? All the delegators have to find out and you have to get that certificate once again. So you really have to start the process over again. It's not as easy as just uh, baiting and switching people and upping the fees. It just exactly. doesn't work like that. You lose all your delegates. Yeah, they're, you lose. You got to start all over again. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. You guys remember last week I said I was going to, I was going to try starting my pool at 8% and coming down because I don't want to piss people off, right? Then as I understood the certificates better and better with the help of all the people in Telegram, and I really, I was like, oh, shoot, if I do that, it's going to cost me 500 ADA, a little more than 500 ADA every time I get a new certificate and I'm going to lose all my delegates. Nobody wants to be bothered with that. Nobody wants to be bothered with that. And I'm going to have to go back and say, hey, everybody, come on back over to my pool because I changed my fees. So they uh, they kind of messed up. Zero percent fees. You know, if they change it, they're going to have to get all their delegates. Not only that, they're all like five times over the saturation point, four to five times over the saturation point. So, you know, everyone here is free to delegate to Tezos staking pool, but uh, I, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. And I got another question. Where did that 1.2 billion ADA come from? <laughs> I know there's 31 billion eight out there, and I know somebody has to have it. But you know, uh, just curious, pure speculation is: did that come from Binance? <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't who have to answer that question. <laughs> okay, you don't have to answer that question. But <laughs> whose ADA is that? It came from there's four there's four delegates on there, and the only people that can delegate staking is technically live now. But the only way you can do it is from the command line, right? Yes. Who would not understand the saturation point, delegate all that ADA, and then have that business model, except maybe an exchange that doesn't really care about what any individual project is doing, just making sure that their clients are satiated with their staking returns. So 
It makes sense. You know, I hope I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I misread the website. Maybe there's a bug. Caveat. Yeah. All those maybes. But looking at what I'm seeing right now, the Let's Bake got it, there's they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Not, not at all. Not at all. Not at now, all. My fees are higher, but at least I kind of know what I'm doing. And if I don't know what I'm doing, I'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Create the imaginable. I just had what asked, what does the saturation point mean? So basically what we're talking about when we hit saturation point, what Rick just showed on pooltool.io, there's a saturation point right now in the test net of around 311 million ADA. So if there's more ADA in that pool, then the rewards per person or per delegate are going to go down because you're still going to get the same amount of rewards, but it's going to be split over a greater number of people or delegates. So they're four to five times the the saturation point. So technically... The, each person is going to be getting four to five times less per given epoch, given the amount of slots that they actually fill. So they're going to be getting 20, maybe 20% of what they could have been doing in a well-run stake pool. Yeah, I mean, it's good. That's good advice. Anything you can get, pick up lessons learned from people who've been doing, because Philippe has been messing with this for a while and he really understands how the numbers work. So uh, make sure you talk to someone who's proficient. And there's also a question in there from Jeffrey Shearing. Thank you, Jeffrey. And he asks, Rick, I was thinking of taking some network admin classes at the local community college to get myself better able to run a pool. Any recommendations on what classes to look for? Okay. Yes, Jeffrey, I do have some recommendations, but keep in mind, I will never recommend a class that I haven't taken or have been exposed to because I, because I don't. I just don't do that. I will never recommend any product I've never used. And so I recommend CCNA classes. You might not have to take the whole thing. I mean, it's kind of expensive, but Cisco Certified Network Administrator or the C, the, the base one, the CCENT, Cisco Certified Entry Network Level Technician, if you want to understand networking since there's port forwarding involved. And I also recommend the Red Hat courses like the Baseline Red Hat 107, uh, the RHEL 107. They are available online. So Red Hat Cisco, and there's also a online training course called Team Treehouse, teamtreehouse.com, or and it's Treehouse. It has a green frog footprint as a logo, and I've used their courses, and Team Treehouse is extremely good. The number one, the number one interactive training I've had was the Cisco CC, CCNA courses, Number two is Team Treehouse in my own exposure. Team Treehouse is fantastic. They do a great job. And it's only $25 a month. It's got a seven-day free trial. And if I give them any more shout-outs, they're going to need to sponsor me. Okay, Team Treehouse. <laughs> look me up, bro. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's all about cue, the money. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Cue the mid-roll ad right now. <laughs> cue the mid-roll ad. Team Treehouse. Great place, man. Check it out. Free seven-day trial. And you can get your uh, basic networking classes. They have Ruby. JavaScript, the whole genie gig, and twenty five dollars a month. You can't you can't go wrong. Seven day free trial. Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect plug. Perfect plug. God, I should do that because of commercial. I didn't even think of that. What am I doing, man? <laughs> Great question, Jeffrey. Thank you. That's the main thing. Perfect. Get those questions. Okay. So we got saturation point covered, yes. right? Yes. Cool. We've got saturation point. Yeah. So currently, cake was one hundred. So you take thirty one billion divide by hundred. That's yes. your saturation point. If they do K equals 500, that means you want 500 pools and you would take 31 billion divided by 500 and that's the saturation point. Now, the good thing for users, man, I got to tell you, 
the I, I saw images of the Daedalus wallet in GitHub, and it's going to be so easy. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. my god, if they pull yeah. that off, dude, it's going to be yeah. so easy. It's crazy. Yeah, I hope yeah. they do it. I hope they successfully launch Daedalus on Tuesday or Monday because you just look in there. If the pool is highly desirable, it'll be green. You click on the green one. If their desirability factor is affected in some way, it'll be yellow. And if they're not keeping up with the rest of the pools in some way, it'll be orange or yes. orange red. Yes. Yes. It's like a health indication bar. Yeah. You just click on it. Yeah. And if you're not happy with the pool at any time, you can pull out your ADA or your delegation and pledge it to another pool. Yeah. At no point are you losing any custody of your ADA. This is just a simple point and click. They're not performing as advertised, then exit and move to another pool. Yeah. And that's what you get. You people might have noticed in my channel, like on my note, I'm seeing a crash issue and I made put a report in GitHub. It's the same problem I saw in October. Um, and then it was fixed. And it's been fixed for three months. Now I had that node running, live streaming a map, everything. The so just so you guys know, if you see a bug, it's probably the software, it's probably Jormungander. If you see a bug, it's probably Jormungander because We've proven the hardware. The hardware has been proven out. The rock pies, the servers, the cloud servers, it's all been proven out. The hardware is good, good to go. The operating systems are good. Modern 64-bit versions, Windows, Linux, Mac, all good. They've been proven out on variants 0.5, 6, 7, and 8 over the last several months. So when a bug shows up, don't beat yourself up. Just make sure your configurations are set correctly and then report the bug in GitHub or at the Zen desk because there will be bugs showing up. Yes. Yes. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. Just make sure you're set up right. And it's probably the software. That's just how it is. That's Good advice, Rick. Good advice. Good advice. So I was thinking that maybe we can jump to Reddit and then jump back to YouTube and take some questions. Absolutely. Okay. So, if you want to follow along, you can go to Reddit, the subreddit for Cardano. You can sort by top and you can sort by this week. So we're going to go over a couple news articles and then we're going to go back to the YouTube chat and interact with some questions. So the first article was uh, posted by RambleFeed about a day ago and said that Cardano will be joining Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Norwegian Airlines as McCann's client. So I guess this is some sort of marketing slash advertising agency that's going to help with the branding process for Cardano. I don't like, just a word of advice, I don't like the way this is this is worded. Maybe I'm just not reading it correctly. But if you switch the names, like for example, if you put Philippe will be joining Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Norwegian Airlines as Bank of America's client, it indicates that we're partnering, I'm partnering with Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Norwegian. Rather, right in this situation, Cardano is a client of McCann's, and so is Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Norwegian. I just don't think those three should have been thrown as, as in the same boat because they're not working with each other. They're just clients under the same agency or same firm. Yeah. so It's technically correct, but the wording is yes. a little bit sensational, so just be alert to that. Yes. It's kind of like Dwayne Johnson eats a Taco Bell, and I also happen to eat a Taco Bell. But me and Dwayne Johnson both don't need to talk about together. Just that hasn't happened yet. That'll be next year. That'll be next, that'll be next year, buddy. Me and Dwayne Johnson both live in Virginia. Okay. I still haven't met him yet. Exactly. 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 <laughs> but it is great. So the key is we got to focus on the positives. And, and, and the thing, and 
McCann is huge. So yeah. being a client of McCann is, is incredibly huge step forward. It's for the brand refresh. Yes. Uh, not to be interpreted as new brand. It is, is, it is not a rebranding. It is not a new brand. It's taking the brand you have and developing it further. And that's the key. And McCann is world-renowned. That's the point yes. of the title is that big companies, if Microsoft uses McCann, well, that's probably a pretty good place to go. So yes. that, that is yes. a big move right there. This is not a middle of the mall rebranding. This is, this is, this is prime time. So Yeah, I'm impressed. Yes, definitely. I mean, everyone in this community, I've seen it mentioned plenty of times before about advertising, when marketing, when advertising, when commercial, when this, when are we going to get it out to the masses? Well, this company, they do it for a living and they've been doing it for a while. And as you can see, those three brands, you recognize them. They have some sort of name or brand recognition. So IOHK has already created a sort of great brand for the Cardano projects. So has Emergo and the Cardano Foundation, but their roles are not to advertise or market. So outsourcing it to a company like this, they have people full-time on staff that know exactly what to do to get it in front of the eyes that need to see. So I think that's only, a, it's a great news and a great accomplishment for Cardano. Yes. And that is like, that is a Cardano branding thing. I don't know if it affects Emergo and IOHK. Those are private companies, but it is a Cardano brand refresh. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think it is fantastic news. The, mo the important thing is this is a big step forward in the right direction. That's why I'm wearing my New Balance shirt today. <laughs> I have my IOHK shirt. <laughs> Did you see Nike got uh, Ethereum made a patent with Nike? Did that show up? Oh, it didn't show up in Reddit. Did you I see that? I saw that. I saw that. So which one came first? It's that chicken and the egg argument. Uh, I know that Cardano did the deal with New Balance. Rick is wearing the shirt right now with the Omnis or the Omnis, Omnis shoes. Yeah. So that's the that's the real chain card. And it seems like Ethereum is trying to do something similar with Nike. And Nike is a much bigger shoe company than New Balance. Just yeah, I mean, that's a fact. They have a lot more sub brands and they have a lot more reach than New Balance. But it's interesting to see that this has come out maybe a few months after the New Balance partnership. And we know that Cardano has been working on that New Balance partnership for, for months now, maybe half a year, maybe the entire year. No one knows for sure. So I'm interested to hear from the audience. Who do you think? Do you think Ethereum is uh, came up with this idea themselves? Or do you think that they're using Cardano as some sort of spinoff? Like, oh, look at what Cardano is doing. Let's try to see if we can get a partnership as well. Yeah. And also, I mean, something I noticed in the announcement with Nike, they're patenting the technology with Ethereum. So my question is, what does that mean, patenting? Does that mean if McDonald's or Taco Bell wants to use the Ethereum blockchain to do whatever that feature is, do they got to get Nike's permission or, or are they just not allowed to do it or do they have to create their own version of it? I don't know. It's like when, when you invent a car, you don't patent the car. You patent certain features on that car. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Other people yeah. are still allowed to make cars, and they're allowed to make another feature that does something similar. They just can't steal the exact code or the exact template for how you did it. Yes. So that, that'll be interesting to find out what it means by patent and what exactly is Nike going to do with Ethereum, and how's that going to scale?
You bring up a great point because this whole idea of patenting, even something like the shoe technology, I mean, while it's using blockchain, it's not terribly innovative. Like it's not like something that requires a lot of information. You're really tying one shoe to one string of data or metadata on the blockchain and that's it. So patenting that, I mean, that could be a bad precedent. Like you saying, like um, McDonald's could have their own promotion and they want to do, they want to patent, I don't know, their burgers or their fries. And then they have got to pay Nike a royalty or some uh, or or go across some patent lawyers. I mean, that's that's uh, something as trivial as putting shoes on a blockchain. I don't think it should be patented, but maybe Ethereum has another solution for this, and we're not looking at it completely correctly. Yeah, and then well, another interesting thing is that uh, once Cardano launches KEVM and, and makes Cardano in some way, shape, or form is more compatible with Ethereum, you know, does that? Uh, Whatever technology they're doing, just roll right across Cardano. Can it share the network? All kinds of interesting questions there to come out of that concept. I'm going to check chat and we'll hop back over to Reddit. Sound good? Okay. Sounds good. From Savet, and we got greetings from Austria, guys. It's nearly staking time. Yes, it is, Savet. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, Nike's going to build a fungible token on Ethereum for their premium brands. Oh, that's good. So that's good, Gabriel. Thank you for putting that information out there. They'll use a a fungible token, which means that it's tradable one for one of some sort. Like for like is what that means. Yes. Uh, and let me see. I don't see any questions in there. We good? No, we're good. Elite Trans says he got Rick rolled by um by your pool. Oh God, that that's not my pool. That is so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you go to pooltools.io, uh, there's another guy named Rick. Okay, there's more than yeah. one out there, and he made a pool. There's other guy made a pool named Rick. And when he put yeah. the link, you just click on it. Go yeah. go to pooltool.io. Oh, it's not me. Find a pool named Rick. It's another guy named Rick. Yeah. Click on the link. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's a That's good funny. laugh. It'll be worth That's it. That's funny. Give it a try. <laughs> Let's jump to the next Reddit post. Next Reddit post is from Maki Mukai. She works at IOHK and she says the launch sequence has begun. We successfully we successfully spun up the Shelly Incentivized Testnet network. So it is live right now. All the viewers and listeners that are listening to this podcast, you will be able to start staking early next week. Rick and I anticipate either Monday or Tuesday. And once again, don't take these dates as gold because I thought that the download process was going to be on Friday, but there may be give or take plus or minus a couple of days. So uh, don't get mad at us if it's not available for download by Tuesday, but I think it's going to happen for next next week for sure. Uh, Rick and I don't see any issues with it happening next week. And honestly, we think it's probably going to happen throughout the earlier part of the week. Yep. And there are 229 now. So with Maki's post, uh, while Philippe was going over that, I hopped over back to pooltools.io. We're up to 229. It's still growing. Yes. Even during the podcast. Even during the podcast. Yes. Good job, pool operators. Yes. Yes. You are the heroes. Yes. Well done. 229, man. 229. That is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Goodness. Someone asked in the chat, uh, how many Tezos bakers are there? I'm not. It's it's good to compare and say, okay, how many are there? Check out the maps. Go to iohk.io homepage. Check out that map, and it'll show you all the different nodes. They they got the three dimensional map. You can zoom in on it. You're gonna see it's it's lit, man. I looked at it this morning, and it was lit. It is lit. <laughs> it is lit. I'm serious. It's lit. The entire planet is just like encompassed. Oh, yeah. With 
with nodes. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's a wonderful, wonderful map. And I'd like to um, say that the node map on the IOHK homepage website, I, you know, Rick is very humble, but uh, we were in an ambassador meeting. Rick wasn't in the ambassador meeting, I don't think. No, I was driving in the rain. Oh, he was driving in the rain. But I'd like to let everyone know that uh, Scott Darby, the people that started the, uh, the Symphony of Blockchains, they actually said that Rick's earlier maps inspired the node map on the homepage. So they were looking at uh, Rick's videos, and then they decided to make that node map. So that just could show you. I mean, Rick's, Rick's live streams have been legendary just before this was even a thing. And simple things like this or things like this, creative ideas can really spark some impressive visuals, impressive graphics, and impressive change. So kudos to you, Rick. Oh, Thanks thank for you. moving that forward. Thank you. I, 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 don't, I don't invent anything. It's like the guy who invented peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He, he didn't invent peanut butter. He didn't invent jelly and he didn't invent bread. He just <laughs> took three and slapped them together. That's what I did for my map. I took three different pieces of stuff and I just slapped them together and kind of duct taped them, put a little bit of duct tape, a little bit of super glue and poof, it worked. <laughs> well, Rick, though, I would argue that that's more important than the creation of the bread peanut butter and jelly itself because you need the people to put it together for it to actually look like something, you know? So because by itself, I mean, people love just eating peanut butter straight out the jar or jelly straight out the jar or just plain bread, but together, (laughs) that's what creates the magic. Yeah. (laughs) Slapping them together. Yeah. Big shout out to Scott Darby, man. Oh, I I reciprocate. I reciprocate the thanks. I certainly do. It's amazing. And you know, with all these all these other blockchain projects that have been out there beforehand, you know, they could have done that, but they didn't. No, they didn't no. do it. No. So there you go. We have an impressive community here at Cardano. We really do. Yeah, IOHK Cardano Foundation and Virgo are good listeners. Yes, they're not. I don't want to sound rude, but they're they're not arrogant. They are they are kind and humble, and they listen. But if you look on crypto Twitter, I'm kind of going off on a tangent again. I'm sorry, man. No, go for it. If you look at crypto Twitter, I, I would compartmentalize it into there's Ethereum Twitter on crypto Twitter and there's Cardano Twitter on crypto Twitter. We should just call CT Cardano Twitter. And if you read how the Ethereum people talk to each other on Twitter, it's terrible. It is. It's terrible, man. I mean, not always. It's sometimes collaborative. It's sometimes competitive, which is good. But sometimes they're just berating each other. And Cardano Twitter doesn't do that. And I'm not saying you got to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. When Cardano people have a dispute, it's ugly. You know, it's, we've seen it. You know, we, we've had to deal with the whole Parsons. Cardano, we wear our scars. But if you look on Twitter in general and in Telegram, uh, Cardano people are generally humble and kind and intelligent and, and still debate the hot topics. Uh, oh, there's another hot topic we got to debate right now today. Okay. Is there any comments in chat? Uh, let me check real there's, quick. There's about to be. Okay. There, there's about to be. Okay. <laughs> Next hot topic for today, and we'll hop back over to, to uh, we'll hop back over to Reddit. Okay. Here's another hot button issue. Cardano Dan let me know on Twitter. He pointed this out, and and there's a fix for it. We just it's not there yet, so just be alert to it. All right. So the problem is. In any given slot, two or more leaders can be elected to sign the block for that slot. If a block is created in that slot, okay, so node A on one side of the planet, node B on the other side of the planet, 
they are both leaders for that same slot. And whoever signs it and broadcasts it first wins and the other one is rejected. Okay. Now, the problem is with IOHK stake, IOHK has a lot of stake. Uh, right now, there's a, it's well over a billion. I don't know. You can do the math. It's on the website. Um, well over a billion stake on there currently. And it was uh, the majority of the existing stake for the last Epoch Zero and One. Epic. Some people beat me up for that. Epic Zero and One or Epoch, however you'd like to pronounce it. They had the majority of stake. So let's say there's a billion stake and it's all in one big pile called the IOHK nodes. And then there's all these other node operators and they all have, so they have 500 million and over here they each have a hundred million. Well, the chances are 50, 50 that if there are two leaders elected for one block, that the elected leader, the other leader is going to be an IOHK node because they, if they hold 50%, if, so if IOHK holds 50% of the current stake and two leaders are elected, there is a 50% chance that the other leader will be an IOHK node, which has happened for the last two epics, or, or at least for the last day for epic uh, one, that one epic, or an epic two. Okay, that's just how it works. The protocol allows two leaders to be elected to sign the same block. It's okay. So what happened in, in the past day up until now, even in the current epoch, Epic is there's a lot of people, individual pool operators who may have a couple hundred thousand in stake or maybe a million in stake and they get elected like mine. This happened to me and I looked at it and I go, oh, look, I, I got picked for a slot. Yay. Wow. Cool. I can't wait till that happens. I want to stay up and watch it win the block. But it didn't. Some Someone, one other leader got it. Okay. Which is okay. Um, because the block got signed. But the problem is, now here's the real problem, is if my node was, if my node or any node was supposed to sign a block, but the other leader won, it will affect your block metrics and make your node look bad. That's the problem. The problem isn't that there's two leaders. The problem is in how, how do you determine the pool's metrics? The pool tried to sign the block, but the other thing signed it before you did and and, uh, so it, it counts as a miss block, counts and, then miss. That, and then that green may go down to yellow, and that's not necessarily true because you were there to sign the block, but you might have just been overpowered just because the amount of stake in that wallet. Exactly. And, th and that's why we have test nets, so that things like that yeah. can be fixed. The only way to do that is to run it on test net and then find the solution. It's the only way to do it. That's why we have test pilots. You can put all the engineering into an aircraft design, you can put all the math and all the science into it. But at the end of the day, some crazy test pilot got to get in that plane and fly through the air. Yeah, They don't consider it working until someone, that's what we're doing right now. That's where we're at. So yeah, yeah. don't be, you're going to, you're going to see problems on test net. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Be patient. Just take a deep breath. They'll figure yes. it out. Take a deep breath. IOHK will figure it out. There are so many smart people working on this. They'll figure it out. Yes, flexibility is key, and it's going to be required from both the delegators and the stake pool operators. Yeah, so you know what they things are going to come up. You know what they did to solve it, Philippe? If you look on pool uh, on the pool tool, I have the pool tool up. If you guys are still on that, there are community nodes that have like twenty million, twenty eight million ADA delegated to them already, and that ADA either came from the Cardano Foundation. That's my guess. 
Okay. I'm guessing it was the Cardano Foundation. Probably. Some organization or multiple, it might be IOHK and Emergo, have delegated hundreds and hundreds of million ADA in stake to the community pool operators already. It's already there. Look on pooltools.io, click on the ITN version one, and sort by stake. Look at that. It's, it's there, man. They did it. Yeah. So another shout out. Well done, whoever did that. Someone did it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to take a while, but magically, poof, you know, we're we're still on Epoch 1, and, and there it is. They did yes, it. Yes, that's true. That is true. That is so true. So thanks, whoever did that. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some real happy campers next epic. Yes, yes, for sure. For I sure. ran the math. That's a lot of ADA. Yeah. It's a lot of ADA, man. <laughs> that is a lot of ADA. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was Cardano Foundation. Yeah, probably. I, I, I'm assuming that it was. That I'm, I'll bet. It. I'm, I'm assuming that it was. I'm going to give them a precursory thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to Reddit? Check chat. Yes, let's go on Reddit. Okay. Yep. Okay, we got to repost. Oh, just so people know, we have a couple more mods in the chat. So our audio technician and video technician put a couple of mods in there, like the Elite Trance, you're a mod now. Um, that way... If Philippe and I are busy talking with the folks and some nefarious user happens to show up in chat, uh, do us a favor. You can sort that out. But we, we we don't want to we want to go easy on banning people. If someone does something nefarious in chat, yes. we want critics to speak. We need them. We need the critics to come up and, and say their thing. And, and, and we need to address the critics and help them. We need to help the critics. That's the only way we win new people. But we did put mods in there in case somebody does something just completely whack. Okay. Uh, and and so please use a very light and friendly hand. Uh, the only the only thing I've ever done before is I used the timeout feature. Just someone was spamming the chat like four podcasts ago. They were just yeah. spamming it with some kind of garbage, and and I just muted them for like three hundred seconds. That's five yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, please use a light hand and let the critics speak. We want the critics. Yeah, we need them. Yeah, and critics be respectful. Don't attack anyone else in the chat. You know. Watch your language. Think about if the person was right in front of you, would you say that to their face? And if you still would, then go for it. But if you think that it would probably get you into a fight, then, you know, maybe tame it a little bit and, and, and ask it in a correct manner. But we're not trying to ban anyone here. We really want critics to say whatever they want about the project. Yeah. So just be fair. Be fair to each other. And if and you could criticize Philippe and I, at least I'll speak for myself, you can criticize me. Just, just be honest and be fair, you know, about it. And I, I take the criticism okay. But if you kind of, if you get kind of whack about it, then I, I just, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's just like Philippe just said. If you met me in person and had to shake my hand, yeah, would you say that exactly? Or if you're, if you have, you know, just look at it that way. That's a good way of putting it, Philippe. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and remember the golden rule: do unto others as others would do unto you. That doesn't mean if someone pokes you in the eye, you poke them in the eye. That's not the golden rule. That's the opposite. Yes. <laughs> it means if you don't want poked in the eye, if you then then don't do it to others. Yes, yes. But exactly. people misinterpret that sometimes. Sometimes I hear I hear them interpret and I go, wait a second. That's the that's not what the golden rule says. <laughs> <laughs> so please try to apply the golden rule and also be a good critic. Philippe and I threw a challenge out there. Remember that in episode two or three? Yes. We put yes. out a stack of papers. Yes. Still no takers. Still no takers. No takers. But you know what we've seen in this last week? 
with the release of 0.8.2 Jormungandr, Ouroboros came to life on the test net. It's real and it works. Yeah. So all those white papers, they're alive now. They're working. Yeah. Anyone who says Cardano is a white paper, all, all you haters out there, the patient people get the last laugh. Yes, exactly. exactly. I'm smiling right now. And just send them to pooltool.io and they can check out what's going on. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have any problem with trolls, just give them the link to pooltool.io. Like, yes. Okay. Tell them to explain it. <laughs> oh, Cardano is not decentralized? Really? Check this out. <laughs> give them the iohk.io globe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> send them to iohk.io exactly. or send them to pool tools. You know, it's exactly. funny. Co- Codex Data Systems named their pool monitoring tool Casper. Really? Yeah, and it works. Wow. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Codex Data System ticker Phoenix. Check them out. Click on uh, Codex, and you'll see their stuff. Thanks to you guys over there at Codex. All right, we're back to Reddit. Almost done, yeah. right, buddy? Reddit. Yeah. Let's just grab a couple more. I just see it's a lot about what's going on with the stake pool test net. I'm trying to see if there's a unique post because it was a lot of news about the stake pool operator regarding stake pool operators in the actual test net. And uh, you know, I see Sebastian and I see uh, McCann Dublin again, and uh, appreciation post. Uh, I do see a post by Rock uh, by Trade Feeds five days ago about the Rock Pie. And it's a little video saying that you can get a, a full node for $100. So uh, it's assuming that you can buy all the components for the Rock Pi, including the custom case as well, and the actual unit, and then run your own node in your house or wherever you'd like to run it. And it's relatively cheap. And for all those builders that like do-it-yourself projects and want to feel as involved as possible, it's definitely something that you can do yourself. There are people that are doing it, and uh, it's accessible. Yeah, and you know it's a great it's a great way to learn because uh, Trade Feeds posted it here. This is a full node for hundred dollars. Rock pies are a good price. Marcus Guffler put a lot of work into this project, and it has really really gained some visibility for Cardano on running a node on a rock pie. I mean that's amazing. It's utterly amazing, and uh, I've seen it running on very lightweight hardware. The last version of Yorman Gander is only using like. It was using 58, 60 megabytes of RAM. Uh, it's not hardware intensive currently. Keyword currently, it's not hardware intensive. Uh, it just you you need to you need to have some speed on your network. Yes, that's uh, important. Yes, because it's it's a super communicator, and it's written entirely in Rust, so it's a very efficient code. I don't need to audit the code to know it's efficient. I can see the output. I can see what it's doing. I go, wow, that's some efficient code right there. Yes, yes, yes. And let, let's let's jump back to chat, and then maybe we can call it a an episode. I think we're over an hour. Yeah, and we got all the main points because as Reddit, there's multiple posts on Reddit, Jormungandr release, pools registering, the whole gene gig. So, yes, yes, it's been a very good week for Cardano with the release of Jormungandr. All right, so we're gonna check chat. I'm gonna check pooltool.io one more time here. I'm gonna refresh. Okay. 232. We got three more pools. We got three more pools. We'll probably get to 250 in a few few hours, um, I anticipate. Three more pools up in the last, what, 20 minutes since I said it. Wonderful. 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 So besides that, I think that's it. I mean, any further discussion on stake pool attack on limit thresholds? Oh, yeah. There are a couple safety and security things that I wanted to point out. One is be alert pool operators. Most of the pool operators know this. So uh, just be alert. When you run a pool, 
you put yourself at risk because you have to delegate your stake. And when you do that, you can go here on pooltool.io or other people can see how much you hold. And there's a general rule of thumb in crypto, never tell people how much crypto you have. Well, when you're a pool operator, you're taking an increased level of risk because people can see how much you delegated. They don't know where it came from. You know, like for me, I have multiple security measures in place. It's going to, you know, just for that reason. So, but one thing I will do when, when we go mainnet, it needs to use ledger. That needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. Ledger needs to work for mainnet for the pool operators. You can't leave them exposed like that. Yes. Help, please help them mitigate the risk and get the ledger feature working. So be alert to that when you run a pool. Also, please be alert when you start working on the test net. If you're ever using the Cardano CLI, you type in your 15 words for your reward wallet. Never, ever give those 15 words or 12 words. Never give your word seeds to anyone else. If someone on test net or on Telegram is offering to help you on the test net. Do not give them your 15 word passphrase or your 12 word, your 24 word or your private key. All the rules that apply in the real world, not on test net also apply on the test net because that test net ADA has value to it and you don't want to lose it. So never give your private key. Even if someone in telegram offers to help you and you say, Hey, I'm stuck. I can't get this to work. And they say, Oh, I can help you. Uh, what's your private key? I'll try it. Well, yeah. And it, it's happened. It happened already, and I feel bad that it has happened. However, I, I I don't I see that it is possible that it would happen because people are saying, "Oh yeah, you're, you're helping me," and it's test net. Well, yeah, scammers are everywhere. They are everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So, so please watch for that. Watch for that. Yeah. Please be alert to pool safety. Pool operators are operating at a higher risk, and even though it's test net ADA and people are helping each other, still never give away your private key or your fifteen words. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. I think we're good. Yeah. I think that's it. Everyone, we really appreciate everyone joining us today. This week is going to be a big week for everyone. You're going to be able to download the incentivized testnet and you're going to be able to start staking this week. Well, I guess it's this week. Yeah. Because it's Sunday. So yes. So watch out for that. Make sure that you stay safe. Don't be handing out your private key or your rewards key. Don't Don't hand out any keys. Just wait until the platform becomes live, and then you're going to be able to delegate in a very simple manner. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've, there's a question in chat I was going to hit on when you're done. Sorry. Okay. Yes. So make sure that you that you, that you you take proper precautions and then just wait for official information from IOHK before you move forward. So with that, you know, I hope that everyone enjoys their Sunday. I'm going to pass it back over to Rick. And once again, thank you for the 6,000 subscribers on this YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. Rick, final words? Um, yeah. There, so there's a question from Mashore Turk. And Mashore Turk, thank you for being a regular there all the time. I appreciate you being here all the time. Uh, and Mashore Turk asks, Rick, your uptime in your life, he keeps going to zero every two minutes. Do you know why? Yes. There's a bug in Jormungandr. It's a bug. Not all the nodes are seeing it. Some of the other nodes are seeing it. There's bug number 953 in GitHub that was closed in October on version 060. Okay. I just reopened a new bug yesterday. It's number 1143. And so it's bug number 1143. It's the exact same problem in October. So what happened on version 060, my particular configuration um, experienced a bug as, as well as other people. And I submitted a GitHub issue and then they fixed it. 
It has not been a problem ever since. I did 080RC1234567899 plus one, and it was fine. I installed 082 and it broke. That is a problem with Jormungander. It is not a problem with the node. It's not a problem with my configuration. I have hundreds of hours of feed time on YouTube with the node running. It is not a node problem. It is a Jormungander problem. So uh, thanks for asking, Mishore Turk. It's GitHub issue number 1143. They need to fix that. I'm not trying to be mean. That's just how it works. You know, it, it worked in 081RC1 through RC9 plus 1 perfectly fine. And then I installed 8.2 and it broke. It's not the node. It's not the map. It's not the live stream. You know what I mean? Every single piece of software on that node, OBS, video games, the map, they work and they never crash. The only thing that ever crashes on that node is Jormungander. That's a problem with Jormungander. It is. And only one other person admitted to it. What happens is people don't want their pool to lose credibility. So what they do is they go, oh, well, I don't want to report this problem because I don't want my pool to look bad. Well, that's dangerous. If you have a problem, you need to report it. Yeah. you need. If you have a problem, you need to report it. If you need help, make sure you ask for help. You will not get help unless you ask for help. Your pool will not look bad. It's not you. We know it's still early. We know it's still test net. If you ran... 070 and 080, they all worked great on my node. And I ran 082 and it broke. Well, my node's fine. It's the, it's a software that's broke. So they need to go fix it. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's, it's basic troubleshooting 101. I've been doing this for 51 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, 33 years, but that, that's how it works. <laughs> yep. The bugs are there. So we're, they're going to be reported. And Yorman Gander obviously needs to update. As time goes by, and uh, it's all a learning process, and the key word is flexibility today. Flexibility. We're going to all have to be flexible, and we're here to support everyone. And I think that's it for this episode. Um, we may have a special guest this week. I don't want to announce it yet, but uh, hopefully you tune in midweek or later next week, and we'll, we'll have that special guest on. And until the next episode of The Cardano Effect, we appreciate everyone. Have a great day, and enjoy the rest of your week. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone.